What's up? What is up? I'm the bad guy, Nick H. As always. The H is silent. The H is silent. And I am Mr. Fuentes. Uh, I will be um, Mr. Fuentes today. Mr. Fuentes. Yeah, sometimes I need to actually do this to Saul because, you know, being in Mr. Fuentes mode is a totally different personality than Saul mode. So, I mean... Maybe one day. Maybe not today, though. Today we're Mr. Fuentes. Fuentes. Yeah. So today is your movie pick. Today is my movie pick. Um, I picked Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Um, I recently watched the whole trilogy, um, probably like a month ago or so. Um I mean, I'll get into what I thought about most of the stuff, and I have no idea if we're actually going to ever review part two and three with this. Um, but so I might spoil some of part two and three just so y'all know Damn. ahead of time. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Fear Street, it's a, it was a Netflix uh, film trilogy that they um, they did, which... Hold on one second. Something was stabbing me in the foot. What the hell was that? Anyway, um, it was a film trilogy, a uh, horror film trilogy that Netflix put together. Um, it was directed by a woman named Lee Jan Janica. And she honestly, I was looking at her, her I wouldn't say stats, I guess, in movie, movie terms for directors. <laughs> you got your stats. What movies did you direct? Anyway, her stats, um, the only ones that I saw was she did a, a movie in 2014 called Honeymoon, which was also a drama fantasy horror film. Um, I wouldn't say it's similar to what she did on this one, but uh, it definitely was another uh, horror-themed film that she did. And then she's done a lot of little TV stuff. Uh, she directed, I guess, some... I know in TV, they... They sometimes have different directors for different episodes, but I guess she directed a few of the Scream TV series episodes. Um, so that was pretty cool. And she's a woman. You don't really have that many women directors who make successful movies. I think, what, what did I hear recently? That uh, there was a movie that came out and it was like the first... Um, oh, it was the Candyman movie that came out. She was one of the first uh, box office hit number ones like female directors like ever i guess i'm not 100 percent sure but she like dominated with the Candyman movie so i mean that's pretty cool that stuff like that is happening um and then yeah anyway um i kind of watched it again before we got onto this and i really um i kind of still actually like it more than i thought i was it's kind of cool actually watching it after you watch the whole trilogy and then go back to number one because they start dropping hints from number one of what stuff's going to end up like by number three. Uh, you kind of start seeing the hints and things. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. I didn't know the symbolism of, you know, that. And then it showed it. Now I'm just like, oh, OK, that makes a lot more sense. So um, if you watch the whole thing already through one time, I would suggest go back and watching it again. Um, because you will see those subtle hints and it'll just make the, the experience a lot more cooler. Um, anything to add to that? <laughs> anything to add to your um, fun facts? Or I don't know. I'm just talking credits. about the thing. I think the first what, uh, the first thing we do is uh, the spoiler-free rating, or is that just a synopsis? Well, it's, it starts off with a synopsis. Synopsis? So, yeah, yeah I... So Fear Street, uh, like I said before, it is a trilogy. Uh, so there's three parts to this movie. Uh, this one's number one. 
And number one, you have you deal well. I guess let's get into the cast first, because um, I did have a rant about this. So our casters are basically a bunch of newcomers for the most part. Um, in the very first scene, you see Maya Hawk, um, who or it's either Hawk or Hay Haywalk, because the E would make the A an A sound. Anyway, uh, she's uh, in Stranger Things, I believe, season three. Of Stranger Things, we're in season three, right? Is four about to come out, or do we already do four? I think four is still on delay. Or about to yeah, come out. right. And so, uh, yeah, she was in three, and she was basically she was the girl that was like co-workers with uh, my man Steve. And this is where I'm getting to the rant. So <laughs> that show has thoroughly pissed me off multiple times. <laughs> First off, you got my boy Steve. My boy Steve went up against a fucking Demi Gorgon. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. Um, head on for the girl that he was dating beforehand to protect her, while the other guy was basically just like, ah, monster! And then she ended up getting with the other guy later on. And I was like, dude, my boy Steve, he just risked his life for you. You're not even going to give him that second chance? That's messed up. can't believe you. But then I was like, you know, it's cool. It's whatever. You know, Steve becomes like a prominent character in the second season as well. He becomes friends with kids, which is very awkward, but it's what yeah. happens. He's an older teenager, friends with a bunch of uh, preteens, basically. Um, but, you know, they had a bonding experience. So I'll let it pass. You know, they just fought aliens and stuff together. Or not really aliens, just dimen dimensional beings. Anyway. Um, but then by the third season, you get this chick. Maya. Well, the actor Maya. And she gets into this movie and or this show and you can tell they have like some chemistry. She's kind of a nerd. He's kind of like a little, you know, you can tell he's into her and you can tell they're about to have their moment and then again, they steal my man Steve's thunder. You remember how, Nick? You remember how they stole his thunder a second time? You're not going to answer? Okay. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> they stole his thunder by making the character a lesbian. And I get it. I get that there needs to be representation all across the thing. But my man, my man Steve, man, give him a break. He's having his little heart broken multiple times. He just wants to find love. And then you make the character mm -hmm. lesbian. You couldn't just let him have it. No, you couldn't let him have it. Couldn't be another another female character. No. Had to be the one that was Steve's love interest. And I'm upset about it. Could have been anyone else. But why Steve's love interest? Why my man Steve? It's always my man Steve. Ah. Anyway. Justice for Steve. Hashtag. Justice for Steve, bro. Man, that still makes me mad. I still think about it. I get angry. I wake up angry like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every morning is Why that do this to my man head. Steve? Man, I hope season four he has a badass like arc, man. Because I want my man Steve to be coming out on top. He risking his life and shit, being all lovey dovey and stuff like that. And then, you know, he's yeah. still cool as shit. Ah, man. So that's what that's what happens. You all the risk, no rewards. Yeah, right. <laughs> you end up with the goofy guy who's scared of a shadow or some some crap some crap <laughs> um anyway so the, the synopsis of the synopsis the show, that was the whole synopsis actually <laughs> this is the synopsis of the whole story it's about how my man steve got his groove back um but no it's uh so it starts off the you know this uh town called shady uh i think it's shadyville right shadyville. there's shadyville and sunnyside yeah so there's shadyfield and sunnyside and Apparently, you know, every once in a while, some crazy stuff happens in Shadyside, and someone goes crazy. Well, he starts off the movie with someone going crazy. You find out a little bit later that the town is cursed by someone named Sarah Fe Fear or Fair? Fear. Um, Fear. And they're trying to, you know, reverse this curse. You know, one of these, uh, they feel like the witch is after her, and this is kind of the movie about how they're trying to get the witch off their back. Sarah Fair, Fear. Um, 
yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I think that was a pretty good synopsis. That was a pretty legit synopsis, if I ever heard one. I think the the first part of it was the best, about my man Steve. <laughs> that was just a little bonus. <laughs> um, Spoiler for reading. Uh, now, I'm not going to look past the fact that I do think this movie's fun. I'm not going to look past the fact that it still has, and this is kind of a spoiler, but it still has, you can tell it has not a full movie budget in a sense. Like it does, but it doesn't like, uh, but I'll explain more of that later. So in my view, it was like a 3.5. It was definitely still enjoyable to watch. Um, To me, a four is almost like something you wouldn't mind watching like all the time. And a five is like guaranteed watch no matter what. Um, so to me, a three point five is pretty high for this. Three point five, huh? I'm going with the same three point five. Much three point five. Three point five. Uh, Danny Trejos. Danny Trejos. Yeah. Or a Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, and a Danny. Of the Trejo. There's no Trejo. It's a three point five. It's just okay. It's Danny. It's just Danny. <laughs> Danny no uh, trail. No trail. Danny no trail. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty legit, but we could talk about that in a second. Three point um, five. Okay. Three point five, baby. Spoiler so, yeah, warning. Spoiler warning. Yes. This trilogy is on Netflix, like I've said before. Exclusively um, on Netflix. Exclusively on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, I believe. Um, yeah, you know, I would recommend checking it out. Um, it is a it is a fun little it's a fun little ditty they kind of put together. Um, the first one, second one, and third one. I mean, if you like the first one, you're gonna like the other two. Um, they're all pretty similar in vibe for the most part. So. Um, yeah, I would uh, definitely suggest checking them out. Uh, but that was your spoiler warning. And then your spoilers happens right now. Everyone just dies. So yeah, everyone dies. Um, no weapon. And they never find the witch. So yeah. <laughs> then what happens in the other two movies? Well, that's that's just different characters. <laughs> you ever watch a video of a man falling to the center of the earth? It's about three movies long. Um, but yeah. So let's get started. So do you have um, a favorite scene before I start talking about things? Because I'm about, to, uh, about okay. to just go all in, bro. It is about to go all in with uh, what are there waiting warnings. I mean, sure, we get a spoiler warning, but this isn't scene warnings. Um, I have a couple of scenes, I guess. Uh I go with the the kill You've scene. You've been warned the, that scenes are gonna be told, talked about. My, my fair kill scene is uh, with the they put that uh, that girl's head through the freaking was it bread slicer or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was pretty crazy. That was pretty messed up too. I was like, damn, and that's because that the uh, yeah. the guy what was I for his name. They gave you like a false sense of hope too that you know like you're like hoping that chick would drown in time and that it was just gonna stop like right then and there and nope her head just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> what? So it just is it um undoes the the curse order. Right, you know that's what we're waiting for. Right? Her head is like oh it's like oh it's okay just a little you off the top but you mean nothing just a little serious. off the top right just a little top. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is more of a least favorite scene, but yeah, I'll talk about that in the least favorite scene part. So that was my um, overall main kill. Um, for uh, I guess scenery like type of whatever, or just uh, creepy vibe is one that uh, they come across that woman who does the singing, like she's against like what was that? it was like a light post. Mm-hmm. And she just goes like, <laughs> freaking, just tries to go for like a stab against for that that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Or his name like Ruby something. 
I think one of my favorite scenes is like uh, right in the beginning, just like, you know, honestly, I didn't think that chick was going to die because like I, I knew she I didn't remember at the time, but I remembered later that she was in um, Stranger Things. And then I got mad about my homie Steve. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really liked that beginning. You know, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty, you know, cool beginning you know you kind of got an idea for what the you're about to get into you know um and then like the stabbing you know i've noticed like at least in this series i don't want to say it's a bad thing but it, it definitely keeps the i guess it keeps the story going but people seem to get stabbed a lot in this series and they just kind of keep going like they don't they don't really like you know by the end it's almost like oh yeah i already i got stabbed like 15 minutes ago but i'm walking stand up straight now and i'm not even holding my hand on my stab wound anymore like don't don't sell it <laughs> what said don't sell it <laughs> yeah just like uh, i got stabbed but i'm basically superhuman at this point um yes which you know i think that was a i don't know if, i think we talked about that once on one of the um one of the episodes that like basically you know um if there's such thing as like angels and demons and in most horror films, you know, you got a lot of, uh, you know, people harboring evil, evil spirits and something like that. So, you know, if someone can harbor an evil spirit, then to have balance in the world, there has to be good spirits as well. You know, in a sense, that's kind of at least the idea of equivalency in the world that there's going to be balance in it. Anyway, where I'm going with this is that if evil was going against heroines or heroes, um, then maybe they just get a little bit of God strength in a sense. Like they can get stabbed a couple of times and keep and just walk it off, you know, and because they're having like more of the opposite effect, you know, because they're resisting the evil, they're actually getting assistance from the good to be able to get stabbed basically three times and then kind of just keep running and hiding like you, like you net debt, like it didn't happen. Um, that's kind of my theory on like those types of situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, why was I talking about that to begin with? Yeah, the beginning. You know, that girl gets stabbed, and then she like runs away after she gets stabbed, basically, and um, and then she ends up getting stabbed multiple times and dying. And I just thought it was a pretty cool, uh, it's a pretty good intro. It's kind of like I said, what you're about to get into, and then that kid getting shot in the head, and it's just a cold, cold got shot, and then you know he just died. He died. Um, I mean. I mean, it was a pretty nice intro to the whole thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I had a good time with that uh, that doll, though. Mm, yeah. What was her name again? <laughs> um, I forgot her name. Deflated tits. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, another thing that I noticed was like the first like three songs or three or four songs they played. Uh, for the soundtrack in the beginning, uh, they're pretty dope songs. Like uh, they did the nobody, uh, no, it's not called Nobody Loves Me. Um, I don't know, but it's another. It's a song by Portishead. It's actually one of my favorite songs. I don't know the name because I was just listening to the album from beginning to end, and I really just don't pay attention to the track names. Um, but it's off the the Portishead Dummy album, but it's a really good song. And then they do another song a little bit after that, um, like almost back to back. And I was, I think it was a Radiohead song. Um, creep. It might have been creep. Um, but I was like, dude, this is a solid soundtrack. And then like the music kind of just like stopped playing as much, like tracks <laughs> after like halfway through the movie, and it was just like, oh, oh, can't, okay. can't afford any more uh song, <laughs> song uses. Yeah, they just were like, yeah, they put the, all their the, the budget, they put all their soundtrack <laughs> budget in the first half of the movie, and they're like, oh, can't do any more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think the whole idea of the movie was pretty clever. I liked how, like, you know, I remember watching the movie the first time, and whenever they did the scene uh, where they did the elaborate trap to get all the um, all the people inside the bathroom, um, I thought that was actually going to be the end of the movie. Like, I didn't look at the time play or the the runtime. So I was like watching it and I was like, oh, 
like, yeah, they have a pretty good plan. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so they do it, and then they're like, what? It wasn't the end of the movie? Like, what else are they going to do? What else could they possibly do? And, you know, so... Wait, there's more. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's like it was like the Billy Mays of freaking horror movies. But wait, there's more. Um, and... I did kind of like that too. Like I liked a lot of um, how they built up things. Like, you know, the characters themselves felt helpless. So you kind of felt helpless for them, you know, after, especially after that big part, you know, one of the chicks, um, I forget her name. Let's see. What does it say? Uh, other hot chick. Um, okay. <laughs> I think it was Kate. Kate was the one that made out with the, Josh. Anyway, yeah, it was Kate. Uh, Julia Rahad. Anyway, Kate was like, we already blew them up. Like, what else could we possibly do? Like, they're never going to stop coming for us. And I was just like, dude, like, they're right. Like, what are they going to do? I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, what are they going to do to progress this movie further? And um, I kind of liked, like, what they came up with to, like, keep progressing the movie i'm always super interested obvious i wouldn't say obviously but obviously who the director of the three because actually this chick is the same director for all three of the movies um well i guess she didn't scream write it whoever wrote the screenplay had already wrote three movies in line so like netflix was like i'm all in bro you're already signed for a three movie contract like, get me three different stories that all match together, and we're golden, pony boy. Like, let's do this. And, yeah, they went in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the flow of the movie a lot. Um, you know, the little... I don't know, like, some of it... I don't know if it's just because, like, I'm a... I'm an adult at this point. Like, I know what I was like when I was a teenager. That, like, when they get to the love scenes in general, like, it's just, like, uh, like dumb kids who think they're in love and going to be together forever just because they're going through one traumatic experience. Like, uh, how naive y'all all are. And what you wouldn't do for love, you know. I remember being that kid, too. She's yeah, going to break, gonna break your heart later, girl. The kid who um helped himself out. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that kid was hilarious. Um are going straight to Pound Town too. <laughs> which, you know, I didn't really think about it, but I guess they were trying to show all the different kind of like you know, different sexualities because you had the, the two girls and then you had the the girl and the one boy in the, in the bathroom and then you had him and it's like there's solo there's traditional and there's um lesbians over here <laughs> like we're gonna get all the groups in make sure everyone everyone's included to make sure everyone feels included mm. um but i'm just noticing that now that i think about that scene um also that i don't know how young that boy was but i feel like he was really young and that girl was like the ballet Victorian of her high school. <laughs> Maybe he was a uh, freshman. I don't know. I don't know what character was, but I think in real life, they're like a year year apart. Really? Wow. <laughs> Crazy. That boy, that that Benjamin Flores Jr., he definitely um he definitely looks young. And I don't know what his age is, but he definitely looks young. What's my age, age again? What's my age? What the What's my age again? What's my age again? Um, but yeah, I mean the scene, the the graphics weren't like terrible. Um, I, I you know one of my favorite parts is, and it's actually kind of silly, but it's funny. Is every time the the Nightwing killer, the guy with the hacky sack, who was a ripoff of uh, Friday Jason. the Thirteenth, or uh, <laughs> yeah, two Jason. Jason. Yeah, exactly. Um. And so is the whole second movie. Spoiler warning. <clears throat> um, that every time he comes out, like he's like out and exposed, he's just like running. He's just doing everything really fast and really <laughs> agile every time. Like there's no walking. There's no 
like coming up there. She's like, it comes out of nowhere. Always like sprinting, basically, no matter what he's doing. He just does everything so fast and aggressively. And I, I don't know why I found it funny. Every time I saw his like character come into play, it was just like, whenever they have him set up for that trap, he goes right into the stall and they have like a dummy there. He's like, <laughs> and he just swings at the, because they have like a dummy planet in uh, one uh-huh. of the restroom stalls. Just like, yeah, it's overrunning. I mean, even when dead, you still gotta be uh, keeping that figure going. Gotta be in shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. Hold on a second. I did something bad. Okay, cool. I'm back on. I think I did something bad. I was using my phone for internet, and I think it was eating all my internet battery. I mean, my internet, my all my phone battery. Um. Anyway, so, yeah. I mean, as far as favorite scenes, I did like, you know, the graphics. I did like the characters. I did like all the killers for the most part. They all had the kind soundtrack. of unique unique backstories the soundtrack was pretty cool um <laughs> at least the first half um but now my dislikes so my boy steve no i'm just kidding oh, um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i mean a lot of my dislike what i was trying to say earlier like you could tell like it's not like a theater grade movie i'm not as sure 100 percent percent sure why but one scene specifically made me kind of made me remind me it made it reminded me of like a tv show kind of like drama or build-up but it was like the scene where it's more toward the beginning uh sam and uh what's her name dina name's dina Weird. Anyway, um, the other main character chick girl, um, whenever they start, you know, having a little fight about you broke up and you left Shady Side and you went to Sunnyville and now you're in Coolsville with Scooby Doo. And so, like, um, they're all having a little argument. And while that's happening, the people in the football field are starting to have an argument as well. So like both of these scenes are escalating together and they're kind of going back and forth between each other, like the buildup until like the break finally happened. And I don't know why, but that right there reminds like almost my brain was like, yeah, you can tell the budgeting for this wasn't right because for some reason that scene by itself made me feel, and I can't explain to you. I'm not a movie buff. I don't know proper wording or like proper like stuff about why but that scene is like stuff you see in tv shows it's not really stuff you see in the way they built that up i just it didn't feel like a movie or at least a a new age movie maybe that was something they did in 1994 maybe that's what they were trying to replicate um but i just i could tell right when just watching that scene i was like yeah this is like a netflix movie for sure um Another, like, dislike in general is, like, I can't remember at the moment. You want to put say a dislike while I think about this? <laughs> they dislike. Oh, another dislike is my, my boy, he's finally getting some skin, you know, getting that hot valedictorian chick, Kate. And he's about he's making out with her in bathrooms and getting kisses before supermarkets, and then they kill off Kate. And that was really messed up. <laughs> that was my boy. That was my boy. Uh, hold on, let me look for his name. Boy, that was my boy Josh. Man, Josh. my boy Josh trying to get some, and y'all were like, "Nah, her head's going into the bread grinder or you the bread thought, cutter." You, you, so you thought you had you're gonna find love? Nah, not even in. The bad times can you hook up with anyone? Man, you thought you Sorry. found love, instead you found loaf. <laughs> loaf. Um moment, moment of silence for the <laughs> for my homie. My homie Josh. Oh wait, are we talking about Kate? Yeah, she died, I guess. But my homie Josh isn't gonna get some now, so my homie Or Josh. does he? Maybe. Um, yeah, that was messed up. That was, uh, 
That really upset me. Also, like, I guess it was plan B. Yeah, sure, I get it. But plan A to give her all the pills was kind of funny when they could have just drowned her. <laughs> like, that wasn't the first thought for some reason. But I guess they were pretty sure they knew the combination to get this done right. So I guess I could see why they went with that plan. But yeah, see, this movie, like, it kept me, it kept me on my feet. And that's what I did like about it is like, you know, they had plans and all the plans kept getting ruined. So they had to, like, come up with, like, plan Bs all the time for a lot of different things. At least for the two plans they came up with, both of them needed plan Bs. And. I think it made the movie more exciting. Like, you're like, whoa, she dropped all the pills. She needs to take all those pills, too. What are they going to do? Oh, shit. She's going to drown the hole. And then. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah. So you're drawing uh, the girl and it's like. It's like hurry, up, hurry, up, <laughs> hurry up and fucking drown her already. <laughs> hurry up and drown. What the hell? I can't do it. I'm going back on my. <laughs> I don't want to die. You're going to die um, if you don't die. That yeah, and you know, every time I thought it was like the ending of the movie, it was always like not the ending of the movie. <laughs> like, you know, when you find out Sam like gets possessed at the end and she stabs um Deanna or Deanne, Deanna. And um you know, I thought that was the end of the movie. I'm not lying. Like I thought she just died. I thought she got stabbed and died and then it goes down to the to the other kid and that was going to be the end of the movie but then she like puts her hand on her and I'm just like oh crap what happened Is she, did she kill her and then she just you know we know how it ends but I thought that was the ending there too there was like two different spots I thought were the ending and they did they got me they got me two times um I I mean genuinely I don't have a bunch of gripes about this movie to be honest I mean um, it's not a terrible movie to watch, but it's also like, yeah, there's some good parts to it, but I mean, it's just a good watch pretty much. There's not really anything too much to complain about. I don't think, um, I mean, even the acting and the, um, the story progression, it doesn't really seem forced really. It just kind of, kind of seems to happen naturally. I don't know. You watch some movies and it's just like, why did they go do that random thing? It's like to progress the story, of course, duh. Um, but I don't really get that feeling in this movie. Oh god, I'm so screwed. I got five percent power left. Um, I'm gonna have to pause while you go talk. While you talk for a little bit, and I go get my charger. You get your charger. Huh. All right, you can talk about your least favorite scenes, and I'll go watch them later. <laughs> <laughs> what the? F <laughs> I don't know about least favorite scenes. To be honest, um, <laughs> hmm, shit. There's that. I don't know. It's not really even the least favorite scene at all. It's just uh, some of the the funnier moments in the movie. Uh, <laughs> How they're in the the jail, well the jail scene, um, and they come across that uh, the the mall employee. I think he got, he, he got uh, arrested just for like what tagging up the the place or something like that. And how, uh, Josh, I think Josh gives him like a little, it's a paperclip or something like that, to let him out. And um, how that guy just gives him the business card. It's pretty, pretty funny scene. Um, <laughs> What's up, dude? I was a. Uh, it was man. Really, like, the, that's the crazy. Least... You're right. I hate that. I hate that scene too. No, I didn't say anything about his favorite scene. I was just mentioning <laughs> that. Uh, I was trying to say that scene where uh, they have that guy locked up. One of the the mall employees who for like they locked him up for they arrested him for the tagging up the. Oh yeah, yeah. Place. 
<laughs> and now Josh, he's all asking, he's like, come on, can you help me out or something? And he, Josh goes on like, play those paper clip or something like that. Yeah. He gets himself untied or on. Un- then locked. he gives him a card. He's like, oh, you won, homie. <laughs> homie. Um, yeah. That was a pretty good scene. Actually, I thought he was one of the people that got killed earlier in the movie. So I think they said that seven people died inside the mall. When they do that little news, like little news thing in the very beginning of the movie, I think I heard that you know seven people got killed. Um. So, I thought that maybe he was one of them. As far as I know, he was the only, or she was the only one that got killed. But there was someone else that was like dead in a chair whenever they were running through the lobby. Um, man, I can't think about that girl that scene. I just get mad. Was my 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 homie Steve. <laughs> anyway, justice for Steve. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I don't really have too many big gripes about this movie. Just Stranger Things and what they did to Stranger my homie things. Steve. This whole this whole stream is stream for Steve. It's stream for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, who are not even Stranger Things fans? Like, who the fuck is Steve? Are you talking about Steve from Blue's Clues? <laughs> yeah, F that guy too, running out like my dad and trying to come back saying he's sorry. <laughs> he, 20 he made years a big, later. Re- big triumph of return. I just want to let you know I never forgot you. You look good, by the way. I never forgot you either. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Left me with my stepdad Joe. Damn. <laughs> stepdad Joe. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. I mean They're brothers. Everyone stopped watching Blue Scoos after that. Well, at least all the all the fifteen year olds that were still watching Blue Scoos stopped watching Blue Scoots. What the hell? <laughs> all the little kids, they they didn't know the difference, so they kept watching Blue Scoots. Is this Steve? No. Did you not see the episode before <laughs> you left to college? <laughs> Yeah, and then the, like somehow there was like a Filipino, you know, guy hosting, and I don't even know the story arc to that. I mean, I guess Joe just had to go at some point. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to bounce now. <laughs> now you're gonna get freaking George. You got Steve, Joe, and George. Um, and salt somehow pepper. salt and pepper make paprika. I don't even know how Blue's Clues world works, man. Magic. Yeah, you know, Blue was a girl. It's so messed up. Because there was like magenta for the longest time. And I was over here thinking like, oh, cool. There's a little boy dog and a little girl dog. And then, then, and then you find out Blue's a girl. And you're like, oh, so mm-hmm. they're both girls? Oh. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just, you know, I don't know. I just thought they would be, you know, cute to grow up to adult puppies or something. But like I said, you shouldn't be, you know, all the 15-year-olds, they're already thinking other thoughts at that point. <laughs> or are they? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, slogans. So Got any the slogans sl- for us? The slogan for this movie is uh, Face the Evil. So, Face the Evil. So, Fear Street, 1994. It was the witch. Fear Street, part one, 1994. Fear is not a factor. Fear Street, 1994. Damn, R.L. Stein made something besides Goosebumps? Shocker. <laughs> Fear, Street. Fear Street. Oh, go ahead. Justice for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Justice Not for homie Steve. So, what's that do with it? <laughs> Steve. Yeah, I need to rewatch the whole series so I can, uh, so I could just bring up Steve a little more passionately later. Because I, I remember when I first saw it. Um, I expect you to wear a Steve shirt from now on. Dude, I was gonna, I was gonna get some homemade shirts that said hashtag Team Steve with Team fa- with Steve's ta- face on it, and then get a whole another one like <laughs> F uh, F whoever the other guy is and have his face with an X like council sign on him. Um, 
Yeah. They did my homie Steve wrong like multiple times in this series. See, he was kind of like, I wouldn't say the bully, but he was kind of the bully in a sense in the first one. And then he kind of like changed his leaf to like more of a better person. Um, and then he saved that one girl and my homie Steve. They got no credit for that. And then on the second one, he's like basically a reformed bully in a sense. You know, he's hanging out with kids now. And then you get to freaking the the real freaking monster bully guy. And he like, I think he kicked Steve's ass like multiple times in that season. <laughs> like bad too. And yeah, it was just not good. And then, so yeah, then Steve gets to season two, gets his ass kicked like three times or something. And then season three happens and he hooks up with this girl and you're like, finally, finally justice for my homie Steve. You know, he beat up the <laughs> Jimmy Gorgon. He, uh, you know, saved the girl. He reformed. He's a reformed bully. He's protecting little kids now from bullies. And he's, like, giving them rides to the mall and shit. And he freaking got beat up a bunch of times by this one guy. So, yeah, man, you're gonna we're going to redeem my homie Steve. And then chick that he, that he likes is a lesbian. Just not ever going to catch a break, my homie Steve. Just... It's going to happen in season four. It better happen season four. I mean, I'm going to be so pissed. If it doesn't, the internet will know by my presence (laughs) about how angry I am about my homie Steve. Going to write to them. (laughs) Um, It's going to be so bad that the the actor that plays Steve is going to have to reach out to me like, dude, you need to chill out because, like, you're causing some major, major issues over here with my character. Just like, dude, but I want justice for you. I'm just an actor. Well, I want justice for that guy. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, Fear Street, 1994. Fear, Sarah, Fear. Um, Fear Street, 1994. Why won't you die? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, fear 1994. He didn't, my brother didn't know D. He didn't die. Um, let's see. I don't know. Can't think of anything else. What about you? Uh, I don't got anything for that. <laughs> Fear Street, nineteen ninety four. There's another part. There's another part. <laughs> How it would have ended it? Um. Okay. So this is where I'm like, yo. They needed to add some time traveling to this shit. Um, but no, I think after the chick, we find out she's possessed. And then she got stabbed. You know, that scene where it goes back to where the kid is and he's typing on the computer. You know, I expected that the girl ended up having to kill her after all. <laughs> So it would have been more dramatic, I think, if she like stabbed her and like killed her and then the phone rang and she picked it up or the phone was still there on the floor after after the the conversation. And she's like, so what do we what do we have to do to end this? (laughs) All bloody on her face and just or just what do we have to do to end this and then it just ends to be continued dun, 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 dun. so um how I, I would I would end it um yes she get the Diana also gets stabbed and she dies from that but whenever she dies uh Josh just like you know like, yo fuck this and then he kegels her and just kills her 
What's the other girl's name? The blonde girl? Sam? Yeah, he kills her. You know what? I take it back. It turns out... <laughs> so the she gets stabbed. <laughs> she falls on the ground. It goes to the scene where the kid's typing on the computer. And then he hears a thump. <laughs> and it goes back to the scene of them wrestling around. And, like, this chick, like, about to, like, stab her. And freaking Josh comes out with the frying pan and just whacks her over the head. And just... She knocks out and falls to the side. And then he's like, whoa, what just happened? And then she picks up the phone again. Okay, how do we end this? Okay, uh, whenever Sam gets killed in my my initial ending, Deanna somehow didn't actually die. She gets up and then she's like, the fuck, Josh, what did you do? (laughs) I thought thought Sam killed you. (laughs) I did the the phone rings. That would have <laughs> been pretty funny. It's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> At that point, it's like, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty solid, I think, endings. I mean, you know, when I think about these, how you, how would you, in, how we would have ended it? <laughs> Sometimes I wanted to like go back even further, like one fourth of the movie back, like you know, um, like what would have been a cool ending is that like everyone got to survive, kind of. So the girl's drowning, and then she like she dies, and then right before everyone was about to die, it kind of like, um, like fades out. Or not fades out, but, you know, the monsters, people go away. And then she kind of wakes up and stuff like that. And they're kind of trying to walk out all together. And then all of a sudden, that girl starts whistling again. You hear a whistle. And then it's like four of them surrounding all of them. And all of them kind of like find something on the ground to pick up as weapons. And then it kind of shows them like charging and them like about to attack. And then that's the end of the. So part two. And then part two, figure out a way for them to dip out and maybe one of them dies and the others escape or something. Um, I don't know. I kind of like, like, I kind of like shows like that. I don't know why. I think I've seen TV shows where it was just like that literal scenario happens and you're like, dude, there's no way they made it out of there a lot. And then the very next episode happens and they do the che- the cheesy thing. I would, I think's cheesy. They start the episode of them already escaped from all that craziness. So they don't even show you how they escaped. They just did. Um, maybe they could do something like that. But it's still a cool idea to think like, dude, what happens to them? Do they die? What's going on? Okay, I have to watch part two now. Um, there was one episode, and I think it was like the final series or the second to final series of Supernatural. Um. I think it was the first episode of the final series of Supernatural. But basically, like, the ending of that movie or that episode, like, basically all of the the fucking zombies and or all the they're in the graveyard and all the things start coming out from the graveyard and they all kind of start surrounding them. And like the end of the episode, it like zooms out and it's just them, just them two and like hundreds of freaking like hordes of, of basically zombies or something coming toward them and that was the end of the that was the season finale for that and then the very next the very first episode of the next season they didn't do the cheap like how are we going to get out of this it like literally showed them fighting their way out until they got to a safe place which i thought was really cool because a lot of series would do the cop out and they didn't so i thought that was really cool that they did that um what were we talking about again? We're talking about <laughs> Oh yeah, how we would have ended it. Yeah. Everyone Was that starts. It? That oh was man. Else. We got so excited and we're ranting <laughs> that we we forgot about our homies. There's so much justice for Steve. Huh? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> see what's on your mind. <laughs> Steve, dude, I was I'm so I'm so sorry. I was just so heated about my homie Steve, man. Every time I see that chick now, I'm just like, dude, 
that was my homie Steve's girl. <laughs> and y'all just rode her out, man. Y'all rode her out. Can't believe y'all did that to my homie Steve. But um, I'm I'm gonna say it's late than never. Shout out to my homies at the Cinema Movie Podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know they're out there doing uh they're mm. out there doing what they do. Uh, they actually do very similar to what we do. They review movies as well, but they actually do uh the full spectrum of movies, not just horror. Um, niched like we are. Um, check them out on Spotify. They have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday and Thursday is actually pretty cool because they usually do some kind of, um, series in a sense, either being like a film studio series or an actual series. Like currently they're doing the Friday the 13th series and I believe they're up to like part six, um, at the moment. So they're pretty much almost done with this one and I mean, who knows what they're going to go with. I, I know one of the guys is a very big fan of Harry Potter, so it would probably be funny to have them go through the entire Harry Potter series, get their view on all that. Um, but go check them out, Cinema Movie Podcast. You can find them on uh, anywhere you do streaming, Cinema Movie Cinnamon Movie Podcast, and then you know their I, Instagram, Cinema Movie uh, Podcast, and Facebook, Cinema Movie Podcast as well. Um, check them out. And hell yeah. So what else do we got? Was that the it? Was that the ending? That was the ending. Oh, dwag. So yeah, I mean overall, um I mean I enjoyed I enjoyed the I think I enjoyed the whole I won't say I think. I don't know, I've been watching so I've been watching the Big Bang Theory recently. And I've noticed that, like, one, their season finales are just the worst season finales I've ever seen in any TV show in my entire life. Like, they don't leave cliffhangers. Like, I felt bad for people that were watching that series genuinely and then found out the last episode they watched was the last episode of the series until four months later when they got to see the season premiere of the next show, which was basically just also another episode a big bang theory there was no specialness to it um i'm only to like the first three seasons i think i'm about to be in the fourth season to be honest um and the third season yeah they did a little kind of cliffhanger you know they introduce um a love interest and so you're interested in if that's going to work out going to the next series um but that was pretty much it and you know, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is entertaining. Sure. But some of these episodes are just kind of like, they seem dragged out. It's it's like, it's almost like, imagine an episode of a TV show where the character wakes up in the morning. He notices he has a sink full of dishes. He's about to wash the dishes and he realizes he doesn't have soap. So then the whole episode's his adventure to go buy dish soap. And then at the end of the episode, he fi finally starts washing the first dish. And that's the end of the episode. And I know I made it sound interesting because I'm just good at being creative. And But <laughs> that's basically every episode of Big Bang Theory. Um, but yeah. Like, it's kind of how I feel about, like, certain things I watch, too, that I know are trilogies, like this movie. It's like, you already watched the first one. You need to know how it ends. We have a sensation as humans to want to know how something ends for some reason. And we watch bad TV shows and bad seasons of TV shows just to get over the hump to see how it all ends. Just for you to be like, ah. It was I, <laughs> And so, yeah, it's kind of how I felt. You know, by the time I watch all this thing, like I said, it's entertaining watching it, all the trilogy all the way through. And it's even, it actually was more entertaining watching it a second time, the first, ep the first episode, the first part, a second time. You, you see the subtle hints in there that kind of start flashing forward to what's about to come. But 
And the third one's a blur for some reason. I can't really. I I know. Yeah, she was doing that. She was doing that. She did that. Um. They did that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it concluded. That's for sure. <laughs> it concluded. But then. I mean, it's a fun watch all the way through. Was, at least once, like I said. Let's it open for another movie. Yeah, they kind of left it open. Um, which I'm a little confused. Like, was I never did the research, but is Fear Street like um, a book series, or is it also a book trilogy as well, or is this like one story out of the Fear Street series? Do you know? Uh, Fear Street, I think it's just the overall book series. I think this was this wasn't really. I don't think it was based off one of the books. This has the name Fear Street. Really? That's weird. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, like, making an original story, but, I mean, Fear Street, I'm sure, was, like, goosebumps, right? You know, every story was different. Actually, I'm pretty sure Fear Street was, like, an adult goosebumps, kind of. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll look, I'll look it up right now. Fear Street books. Go. Oh, I turned off the internet because it was eating my battery. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just kidding. I won't check mm. it out. You have to find out yourselves. Um, so, were you able to uh, pick another movie that you want to review in two weeks? Mm, that's good. That's, that's a great question. You know, so there's I'm gonna one go... thing I'm good at. Well, what do you got? It's good. It's great questions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you the straight answers then. Um, it's going to be... I think it would be cool to review a newer movie that just recently came out on HBO Max. Maleficent or Malevo- Malevolent? Malignant. Malignant, that one. By James Wan. Oh, that's the one you want to do, for real? Yeah. Why not? Hey... Don't test me, dude. I'll watch it. Watch it. What? I'll watch do it. it. I'll appreciate that. Sure, hope so. I will. And I'll review it, too. What? <laughs> That's kind of the plan. <laughs> what? That's part of the plan. <laughs> you're going to review it. What's he going to do? Yeah, I am. What are you going to do about it? Don't punch You're going to review it with me? <laughs> <laughs> review it with you. Yeah, I want to watch it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I asked somebody about it recently, and they were like, oh, yeah, that movie, it was all right. And I was like, oh, how dare you? I haven't even watched it yet. Now I have mm. low expectations. <laughs> low expectations. They need to go in with low expectations and they're going to be blown, blown away. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully maybe maybe not. I'm going in with low expectations, so maybe it's going to blow me away. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that five I've been looking for. <laughs> be that five. It's gonna be that six, six star, six slasher. Watch at this. I only think Insidious is the only movie I think I've given them five. Which The Conjuring it was a four point five. It was a really good movie. But Insidious, man, I don't know what it is about that movie. I just, I Patrick love. Wilson. I yeah, Patrick. But I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much any movie Patrick Wilson's in, it's a it's a four or above. Unfortunately, Patrick Wilson is a combined middle leg man. Even that, did you have did you ever watch that? I need to send you a link to that movie um, about like killing Fred's wife or something like that. The the free YouTube movie, um, but it has Patrick Wilson in it. It's probably it's a really funny like movie where basically like it's like suburban like people, and then like one of the guys just flips out and kills one of the other uh, friends wives because she's just an obnoxious bitch. And he ends up like, she ends up slipping and falling and like basically um, injuring herself. And he thought she died and then like she didn't. And then I guess when he found out she didn't, he was just like, nope, not gonna not let that happen. <laughs> and he ended up killing her. And then everyone's like, dude, she's dead. And Patrick Wilson's character is like, all right, this is what we need to do. We need to get her body. We need to chop it up in the pieces. And he's like, what? 
hurry up, guys. And he was just calm and composure the whole time. And just like, we need to get rid of the body. And then it was just, it was a great performance. It's a great performance by Patrick Wilson. So What, what would, would you expect? Uh, you're right. You're right. Patrick Wilson. It's Patrick Wilson. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. Um, classic. As soon as you see his face. You already know. Classic. Yeah. He's going to say a word. You just got to make that face. You know it's him. It's him. You know he's on the screen. <laughs> um. So anyway, my name is Mr. Fuentes. Um. Actually, if you, uh, if any of my listeners are in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I will be performing a show at Harlem City at the Harlem Theater. Harlem, Har- Hotlam, Hotlam Theater. I think. Sorry if I'm butchering that. It's in Hotlam City. It's over there near Fort Worth. We're in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. Um, And I'll be performing at the Madness and Mayhem. It's a two-day event, but I'll be on day number one. And um, I'll be going on around 7.55 is the set time. So uh, somewhere around that area. So if you get there around 7, you can see me perform. Um, I do have a fun set, I feel like, um, ready and ready to go. And... um, you know, if anyone's in that area, I hope to see y'all there. Um, also, I don't know if I, I said it last time. I think I talked about my tour coming up, uh, but the tour actually got rescheduled. So I will be with Nick on the next one on our normal regularly scheduled program. Um, so that's what's kind of going on with me musically. And if you didn't know, I do music. I'm a rapper and you can find me on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music digitally. Um you just search Mr. Puentes and you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mr. Puentes361. And again, I appreciate y'all for listening and, you know, hearing us ramble about, you know, uh, something that we're both kind of passionate about, which is horror, um, horror, horror, horror. horror. Um, and thank you for letting us do this guys. I appreciate it. And off to you. I've been the bad guy in the cage. You've been. And H is silent. Um, if you want to follow you want to follow the H, you can follow him on uh, Instagram. Do you want to follow the silence of the H? Silence of the H. Silence of the H, I like it. Um, follow me at Bad Guy 2313 on Insta. And um, Twitter's uh, NickH2313. And it's not really Friday 14 related, but check out some of the stuff that's been uploaded on Emoswall Productions. Uh, we have some new wrestling content, wrestling, um, from wrestling shows, uh, the hi- highlights. Um, there's this little show we call Uwu. Ultimate Wrestling Unpackings, or it's either Frank or Andy doing a. They, they unpack Pokemon cards, or I don't know. They have like different ones with the, the wrestler. Hell yeah. Stuff. It's good stuff if you haven't seen it. Um, or they do this uh, Wrestler of the Week um, stream. Like the recent one was. Uh, I believe his name's Alexander Crowley with his uh, his uh, partner Lilith. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, it's on the Emo Soul Productions on the YouTube channel for those who are listening to the pod. What happened to the Nick H Chronicles? The Bad Guy Chronicles is the Bad Guy Chronicles. I haven't been able to do it because they usually. I'm always busy if Frank wants to do it or we're low on funds. Ballers on budgets. Well, y'all together are the fun. <laughs> the fun? <laughs> not that. <laughs> Is it funds, not fun? Oh, oh the funds. Oh, sorry. Mm, bad, the funds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny part about that is that I do. I play like the claw machine and it's not even on the screen. I win, I win shit off, off screen. 
Oh, every time you're like on screen, you don't catch it. Every time you're off yeah, screen, you do catch it. A lot of times it. I'm by myself out and about and just like playing the claw machines. Like, all right. But I don't feel myself doing it. And then, like, Sorry. and like Shaggy from the Scooby Doo movie, you're like skilled at the claw machine or what? I guess you can say that. What did he say in the Scooby-Doo movie? He was like, I could have spent $10,000 on a college tuition. Instead, I spent $10,000 learning how to get uh, stuffed animals from a crane machine. Or saying like, <laughs> uh, playing the claw machine is way cooler than French. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is, dude. You go to any freaking... If you take any girl to any arcade place with a freaking claw machine, and you win her a teddy bear like on the spot, like first date, like, you're about to get married, bro. Unlike my homie Steve, who keeps getting stiffed every time <laughs> by these writers of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, sorry. Had to get that anyway, out. Yeah, yeah. Justice for Steve. That's just for Steve. That's why I wanted to promote. Uh, thanks for tuning in, hearing the voices, or seeing the faces. Alright, folks, always bet on the bad guy. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace out, Mr. Fuentes, y'all. Being dead wasn't a problem, but being forgotten, now that's a bitch! Surprise, Sydney. I can't come back if nobody remembers me!